going on that journey of improving your relationship with your maybe your closest person in your life, your partner, you're actually going to change all of your relationships because actually you're going to fundamentally change that relationship with, yeah. with you, which is the person you take into every single relationship you've got. And by doing that, then, as I always say, you're going to save a lot of wasted time and you're going to improve the time that you actually have then with, yeah. with people. And that, for me, is the, the biggest payoff. And when we talked about investment at the beginning, going away on holiday to feel a certain way, what if you could feel like that every day? Yeah. Just by investing a little bit of money in yourself to change the way that you think, which means yeah. changes the way that you speak and the way that you feel and then the way that yeah. you act. And then. Hello and welcome to the Networking Lab. I'm your host, Jamie Stewart from Circle Networks. Are you ready to scale your business in order to earn more and work less? In this podcast, I share insights and interviews with real business owners to reveal what's working for them to help you leverage time and your network to improve your life and business. Hello and welcome. Uh, Episode two of Networking Lab. And I'm joined today by two great friends of mine, Martin and Naomi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. So it's the day after the England Lionesses won the football. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming that you two watched it as well yesterday. We did. We tried to. (laughs) (laughs) We had four girls. Four very excitable girls. Me, Jamie, I love to watch football. (laughs) But I'm one of them, I like to watch it and I like to listen and concentrate. I think that's how I would put it. When you've got four young girls in the room. Oh, yeah. they were so excited. Yeah, they were buzzing. It was just Asking brilliant. Asking all then. kinds of questions. How long's yeah. to go? What's this? What's that? It's like, oh, you know, who's that? What's her first name? Who's this? <laughs> Calling no. the ref names. No, they were loved it. No, they were so good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. It's- yeah we were just talking before we started there's a great buzz around so we're we're filming this it's the first of august today and i just feel like the momentum that we have infects other people so we were talking about summer slowdowns and things like that and we've both signed up new clients within the last week and i think that's one of the things that's going on right now we're you're part of circle networks you run your own group we met through coaching last year, so we're going to touch on some of this in a minute. Um, but we're still busy being busy. And because we're busy being busy, we're speaking to people and finding new clients. So let's go back a bit. So we met oh, be about a year ago when we were doing our NLP training together um, as part of that program. Tell me a little bit about your business and what you do to help people to begin with. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So um, we work very much with couples who are possibly, you know, they're going through some uh, difficult, a difficult patch. They're struggling in a relationship. They've lost, they've become disconnected, haven't they? Not communicating effectively. They just, they just reached that point where they're arguing more than they're talking nicely and spending less time together so we help them to um identify yeah identify the problems that they've got and you know work towards bringing them back together yeah yeah and you work with people face to face or is it all online uh both we do a mixture yeah yeah we we Mm -hmm. we love face to face i think most people do don't they there's something about being in a room with someone you can often convey the message or how you're feeling much more clearly than than online so yeah but we we do we do online courses as well uh and and in person yeah all right cool um 
So networking, this is about Networking Lab, which stands for life and business. So we're going to touch on a few different aspects through this. Uh, first of all, tell me, Martin, I think your first taste of networking was last summer, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much, well, obviously, from past careers up to now, I've never really done much into, well, we say that, don't we, when we think about networking. This is what the, the thing is, but we're always networking. Everybody's always networking. You just don't know. So I suppose it was my first conscious realisation that I was networking, but we're always networking, aren't we? Without a doubt, we are. So it was your first structured business networking event yeah. that you came to. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I found that. So you must have heard of networking before you came to your first event. Yeah. Why didn't you go in the past? Uh, I think some of the stories that you hear about networking in terms of the structure of maybe other other organisations or other places, what it's like. I think also that for people, there's the fear, isn't there, of putting yourself into a room full of strangers. And then often, I think as well, there was always the thing of this pressurised time limit of having to say something and then then having to find referrals and other things for other people, and, and that can bring its own pressures. Whereas what I experienced by coming along to Circles was kind of the very opposite. It was more about talking a little bit about your, yourself, getting to know people a little bit more. There's no pressure to find other people. It's all about relationships, and I think, of course, with what we do, that fit in really well uh, kind of with my, I suppose, ethics, morals, whatever you want to call values. Um, and so that's why I enjoyed it, enjoyed it so much. But I think it was that, taking that first step from not believing all the stories you've heard and giving something a chance as well. I think that's really important to not let your preconceived ideas always stop you from making um, decisions. That's an interesting point then. So let me just jump back a little bit then. So you two are relationship coaches. Um, how did you two first meet Naomi? Oh, we met um, we met through a mutual friend, didn't we? Yeah. Martin used to live up north, so how many miles away is that? I can't oh, remember. 150 miles, miles away. away. Yeah. So we knew each other um, via a business that we were both involved in uh, prior to this. One of the um, sort of like the shakes and stuff. Yeah, wasn't network it? marketing. Network marketing. Um, so the way we met was I was going through uh, a breakup from my husband and it was a bit rough <laughs> as breakups are when you do split up. And then a few months later, I found out that you were going through something very similar, weren't you? Yeah. So I just dropped you a message just to see how you were doing yeah. uh, because obviously I was experiencing the same thing and we just got talking from there, didn't we? So that, yeah. that's how we met, think, but we lived yeah. miles well, apart initially. It, it was nice to have someone yeah. to speak to going through this, a similar process. I yeah. think it was something we mentioned last week sometimes when you're going through a quite a hard time it's nice to know that someone else is going through it as well not that you want them to have a hard time but you can kind of you understand yeah you other, can, so you? so for us it being in similar positions it was nice to have someone to talk to outside of that whole environment for me that I could just speak to freely uh, and there was no judgment. There was no trying to give you advice or whatever. It was just someone to listen. So from that process, that's how our kind of relationship kind of started. Mm. And then we very much were a support for each other in many ways. And then we just kind of talked a little bit more. And we, as I said, we were miles away. So we're literally speaking on the phone and just kind of got to know more about each other. And, it, it, and then we decided to meet up, didn't we? And, yeah. Uh, 
however many months later on and just for dinner and stuff. And again, very light, just just talking and getting to know people. And I think that's been something that's been um, fantastic for us is that we had, we had those foundations of actually getting to know each other. Mm. Loads of distance, actually, which then prevented us from rushing through stages like so many people do. And not always through, you know, they don't consciously think that they're going to rush, but yeah. you're with someone, you want to be with them all the time. And then before you know it, you're, you're in a position and then you've not really had time to get to know someone. So the distance actually was brilliant for us because it gave us the opportunity to just talk and just kind of build a, a relationship. Mm. I love that. Okay, so one of the things that I, I was listening to a podcast least recently and the guy was talking about coaches now they help people and he was saying the the best coaches generally are the ones that have experienced things so they're best place to experience help people that go through similar experiences and do you yeah. find that that helps you with your clients then definitely yeah. we like to say to people we are we are you just a couple of steps ahead that's what we are and we we were just that couple of steps ahead that we can understand what it is like to be just back there a little bit and we will you know help you guide you support you yeah during what it is that you're going through and I think mm. what we understood as well from our own process is that kind of not no understanding of relationships and then looking even further back is that nobody teaches no. us this this stuff and there's, there's no you know you go through school and you do all the academia and stuff but no one teaches us about really what are the fundamentals of life which is to build how to build and maintain relationships and if you can't maintain them how to be all right as well because I think that's an important point that's missed nowadays is that we're not saying you've got to be best mates and get on with everybody but what if you don't get on with someone how do you conduct yourself in that process as well because I think that's what we've seen with yeah. people isn't there even if you can't be together how can you be away from that how do you and so that relationship is always about the one with your yourself mm -hmm. and so that's what we work with clients <laughs> as well is they, they come do. together pointing the finger at each other and other people but actually what we ask them to do is hold up that mirror and then be honest with themselves without blame or judgment and then start to work on their elements of themselves which then if two individuals are working on themselves becoming the best that they can be at what point are they gonna gonna meet but while they're trying to drag each other down and blaming each other that's where the conflicts kind of come in so we ask them to to separate if that makes sense to work on themselves to, <laughs> yeah. to reconnect yeah not separate <laughs> forever <laughs> but to just give themselves that yeah. space to start looking at, looking at yourself yeah because it's ultimately it's always about you mm -hmm. and i guess that applies to business relationships as well as personal relationships absolutely yeah we have relationships with everybody that we come into contact with whether that you're really close to somebody or whether it's you know i have a great chat with one of the ladies on the tills in aldi that we see regularly so that is also a relationship you are continually forming relationships with people just at the different levels and again like you said it but the ultimate one is that one with yourself when you understand why you do what you do why you respond the way you do yeah. you will be able then to have more of an understanding of somebody else to then be able to have then this strong strong relationship yeah. and business relationships are the same and that is what we love about circles is that is that building of relationships we've met some wonderful people now who yeah. we consider to be great friends outside never met them in person yeah, yeah. but um you know that's what this is what's lovely i feel 
with the business as well when you are um you know self-employed a lot of us are working from home it can become quite lonely can't it and you can suddenly you can get stuck sometimes can't you and oh my god look at look how great everyone else is doing and I'm not doing so great the wonderful thing that we found about circles is you get that time to spend with people talking through stuff there is always somebody on there that can help you out even if it's not in a business sense but just in that support of yeah I get it I hear you have you tried this and it's just wonderful and I think that's one of the unique points about the, the way that we structure the events, that's mm-hmm. the, that it's conversational. So we use, if you've never been before or heard us talk about it, we use small breakout rooms on Zoom and you're in with two or three other people. So you get the opportunity to ask people questions and have interaction, which I think is different to even, even face-to-face networking events generally. You're told to sit there in silence until it's your turn to speak and only one person can speak and nobody can ask questions. Then it moves on to the next person. And and I like to think that our events are a mixture of networking and masterminds. So you're in a, in a small room with people for 15, 16 minutes. You get to brainstorm during that, that time and interact with two or three other people. And there's not that many places that you can do something like that at. So, mm-hmm. so it fast forwards relationship building because we get people to start talking about themselves first which throws some people because generally when we're in business we hi i'm jamie i'm a business coach yeah. you know and and that's how we introduce ourselves by our job titles which is a whole different thing isn't it? how many of us identify ourselves by what we do rather than well let's not talk about that just yet tell us a bit about yourself outside of work yeah um, and that helps people warm to people quickly, I think. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier on that you do most of your coaching face-to-face as well as some online. Yeah. I'm the opposite. The vast majority, the vast majority of the stuff that I do is, is online with people. And I find now that my meeting and greeting and getting to know people skills are just as good mm-hmm. online because we've been doing it for so long now. Yeah. I don't find that there's a difference between online and face-to-face anymore for me. We, we get the same sort of results, don't we, from from yeah. both? Yeah. And it, we just leave it up to the client, really. We're happy to do online or we've had some great group coaching online. It's it's brilliant. I sometimes feel people maybe are a little bit more relaxed sometimes, mm. especially with group stuff. Um, yeah. They're in the you know comfort of their own home and yeah. they can chill, yeah? Well, yeah, I think as well, like I said, it's, it's made people and things it's given people back more time hasn't it as yeah. well the option to be yeah. online to not have to travel, travel to then go home and do all the other bits so in, in many ways yeah <laughs> it's um it's it's saved people time hasn't it mm. i think like and that's the other great thing with the online networking is you don't have to drive however long from how far away you are to then spend it well imagine so, who we wouldn't have met if yeah, it wasn't would. online that's what i always yeah. think you know, you've, Circles has got people up in Scotland, down in London. That, yeah. You're all over, aren't you? You've met some wonderful people yeah. from all over. I love, and like you said earlier with Circles, it is that you find out the person behind the business, which I which I love. Sometimes we've connected with people, not because of the business, but because of we've got similar interests that, you know, go on within life. And you talk about life and business as uh, that, that's what it is, isn't it? It's getting to know the person behind that you can wear your business mask all day can't you nobody ever gets to know that person behind but I think now when it comes to relationships it's important to sort of 
get to know that person. I think now as well, that, that's where the world is going, isn't it? We are very much more open about sharing the behind the scenes, yeah. if you like, of, of who you are. Oh, yeah. and you, you too do that brilliantly. So <laughs> if, yeah. if nobody has ever come across you two before, but what's your uh, TikTok handle? Oh, is it Naomi and Martin? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I, I think they'll, people will find your stories and reels on TikTok, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, uh, and, and some of them make it onto LinkedIn as well. <laughs> they, they are informative and educate, uh, informative and fun is probably it's, the best. Well, uh, edutaining educational and entertaining that's what someone called it was it's it's an insight into how you two get on because i you know i've i've been lucky enough to be invited to your house and and naomi makes the best bacon sandwiches (laughs) she does without a doubt martin makes a great cup of yorkshire tea so but you are the same in real life as you are you know in the virtual world that people get to see Uh, and it's and it's great so yeah, I would encourage. Yeah, we 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 would love for people, and I don't. And it is hard, and obviously you can't be the same wherever. But if you don't have to be massively different in all the different areas of your life, yeah. that's kind of then where I think you just feel. Well, it's, it's again, genuine. it saves you time and energy, doesn't yeah. it? If you can try to be, you know, people say be be yourself, whatever that's meant to mean, but be the same as much as possible wherever you are. Then you don't have to switch between trying to play different character so that's what very much what you see from us is what you get and we as well try to highlight some of the um what's what was the word of look at how absurd it is sometimes in relationships with the things that do cause people problems like boy girl jobs for example you know we you know i'm, I'm always making the tea etc we, we do try to highlight because some of these things are so ridiculous that that's what causes people the problem what i want to say to people is is it that big of a deal actually could you just take a step back from yourself a little bit and then just be okay because that's you know we see a lot and hear about lots of people who have come to these points in life and it's it's not a great place from now but it started off with something really small that a little bit like a snowball wasn't it Mm. it's they've left it now and it's like uh to come an avalanche where actually if they just dealt with it in the beginning and, and taking a little step back and maybe not taking themselves too seriously i think that's the point as well you know we can we can get absorbed into life and it can become really really serious but actually once you do that you miss out on so many things in life while you you've been so serious I saw, I saw a lovely thing yesterday didn't I imagine your problems to be like a drip from a tap and it keeps dripping and it's got one little drip isn't going to cause you much of a problem is it but if the tap keeps dripping you're going to end up with a puddle and if it keeps dripping you end up with a lake and then you end up with an ocean and this is the thing with problems it's about how quickly can you turn off that tap to the problems yeah. and it starts with those really small little niggles of oh god he's walked past the stuff on the stairs again <laughs> or he never puts the bins out or you know those sort of things oh she's going on and off on one again because i haven't done it and it starts we laugh but it's those small drips that form your puddle and then your lake and then your ocean until eventually you're adrift at sea and you don't know what to do you don't know how to get back or i was going yeah. to say jamie oh my cape hasn't been ironed <laughs> oh, just, no. just to throw it, i'll get a grenade oh, and i'll God. just pull the pin 
I've thrown that one in for later well, on. For I'll, those I'll of you that don't know, whenever Martin yeah. does a job around the house, he likes to <laughs> wear a cape. Yeah, but, that, <laughs> but that's the other irony, Jamie. I, I make fun of those things mm. because that's how actually how some people will think. Like, mm. they'll, you know, they might expect the partner to have ironed all the st stuff. And it's like, I do the reverse. I'm not like that at all. So I can make a little bit of fun out of it because it's ridiculous to me for me to expect Naomi to iron my stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. and you get. That, that, but this is some of the things that come into uh, roles and stuff, isn't yeah. it? We've all got these. As a man, I'm not going to do that. I joke about. I didn't go. I didn't. I went to boys' school. Didn't learn that. We do joke about. So that. you know, you'd learn I girl did. jobs. I don't learn that. Boys' school. Yeah. I, I said, keep up the kettle on. Yeah, we don't get taught that in boys' school. school. <laughs> but how ludicrous is that? It's funny. That that's some laugh, people's mentality yeah. is actually there, and yeah. what we're trying to do is yeah. point the finger and say, yeah. as a bloke or whatever. You can do any role. You can clean up, get the Uber out, do it, try to do it all. I think one of the things for me was my dad was a real example of that. He he did every he does everything like you know cleans. To, he, there's never been anything that I hadn't seen him do. So for me growing up, that was great to have him as a role model. He didn't just go to work, come home and do like nothing and expect everything to be done. He chipping him himself. So I think that's something where I've grown up with that. So that's why I find it a little bit ludicrous at times that people would think that way, but I understand that's what mm. we might have grown yeah. up and seen, you know? I love that. So, so you two are in business together. So you're, you run your own business, but you actually work together as well as being a, a partnership in real life. Um, before that, Naomi was originally a midwife and then yep. started her own business um, with a kid's nursery around mm -hmm. her lifestyle. And then Martin used to be a professional footballer. Yeah. What was, what was the point where the two of you decided? So can you remember the decisions that you made to become and start your own business, become self-employed and leave your jobs? Yeah. Well, mine, yeah, obviously with football, there comes yeah. a point when it's forced on you anyway, whether that's through injuries or, or age-wise, you know, you're not maybe able to do the same things. And so that's the point where then it kind of, you have to then think, well, what am I going to do now? So I ended up being a learning mentor for disadvantaged children, which was really rewarding. Um, but what I figured out in that six years was actually, I don't think I, I don't work too well being in doing the same thing all the time. I need a little bit of flex, flexibility, seeing more people. I need a little bit more variety in my life. So I did that. Football was great for that. You know, it's not really that structured in many ways. And then, working in a you know nine to five if you want to call it showed me that I while I enjoyed it I actually I like to have my own autonomy I like to do the things that I want to do and, and enjoy the things that I want to do so in that point then it, it drove me towards wanting to uh, work for myself because six years after retiring and doing the, the other job anyway I kind of suffered a lot with my mental health which lots of people who come out of roles don't they're sports people and in the, in the forces because we talked about identity before I was so attached to that role of being a footballer for so long that when I retired I, I felt like I'd lost everything and so I was kind of just I was on the floor, but then coming through that process, I've started to find something that you love and are passionate about again, but do it in a way that you want to is what kind of drives me. I think that's, I think for lots of people who are entrepreneurs or work for themselves, they're possibly unemployable aren't they, in many ways, like they, they, they need that autonomy to be able to go and do the mm. thing that they want to do, I think. So that's kind of how I, I 
kind of went through mm. that process. Because in football, you kind of do work for yourself, really, because you always try to get a contract to work for a, yeah. a club. Yeah, so without, without knowing it, it again, yeah. networking, you're showcasing mm. your talents, you're getting to know people. And I think that was one of the things actually that helped me in football was that I always had great relationships with most people within the you know the game. Hopefully, maybe some of my old teammates will disagree. They might call me names, but I, I think I got on well with most of my my teammates. You know, so that again, without knowing, I was already networking, building relationships, and so it's just been a natural progression for me. Mm. Yeah, what about you? Oh me, yeah, yeah. So well, my midwifery uh, career, I absolutely loved it. But when I it was when I had my own kids that it was tricky balancing shift work, weekends, you have to work Christmas. So I just wanted to be at home with the kids and be able to look after them. So that that's what made that decision for me to become self-employed. And then from then I just got the the buzz of having your own business. And like you said, very much about that freedom to decide when you work, how you work, who you work who with. You work with. Yeah, I chose to work with a load of kids, which, you know, I actually, <laughs> it was fun to be fair. I spent my days in soft play and, and going to dance things and stuff. But it was all about the freedom and that and still is very much. We've got four girls between us. So to be able now, it's the school holidays. And whilst it is a bit of a, a juggle, we've been able to you know get up earlier this morning we're going to get work done for the morning and then have the afternoon off and it, and it's that having that balance being able to work when you want how you want and with who you want as well yeah <laughs> there you go and 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 i think i speak i coach a lot of people that run their mm. own business a lot of us leave a job start our own business to have more freedom and flexibility and end up creating a job for ourselves mm-hmm. and yes. feel and feel like the, well, what I've got to do, I've got to work from nine till five because that's what you do when you're in a business. Now I'm not saying that you need to work less or more, but it doesn't have to be rigid like nine to five. And I love what you've just said there. You're going to, you got up early this morning to do some work and then you're going to have the afternoon off. No doubt. You know, when the kids have gone to bed, you might catch up on some stuff. Yeah. As well, so yeah, we yeah we've got an evening session booked. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's what's important. Not it's it's to build your business to some extent around you, but not to create a job so that you can't escape from it. Absolutely. I very much had to work on that because I think you go through um, school, don't you? And and it's structured, and then I um, you know you have influences from maybe parents and other family that have that are in the nine to five I mean it blows my dad's brain doesn't it how we work he cannot work he cannot understand that we are sometimes working a Saturday morning or a Wednesday night or that we can go on holiday and and still get some calls in as well um but that's okay because that's just the system then that, that some people have been in so to create it it took some work to undo that way of thinking to create a new way of thinking that feels okay that you are relaxed because it does feel a bit stressed it's scary isn't it a little bit at first you're like oh my gosh I am my own boss I sometimes get to the end of the day and I think if I was employed today would I have been fired (laughs) sometimes yeah probably I probably need to do a little bit more tomorrow so it's just finding that balance isn't it what works for you yeah I think for me though it's been the opposite like I started out with the unconventional mm-hmm. kind of never had the nine to five. It was 
you know, train in the morning, maybe do some stuff in the afternoon. Then you'd, you'd go off and, God forbid, you'd have a sleep in the afternoon. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be having a nap because obviously from the physical exertion and then you'd be working a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. And then, you know, so, and then it'd be a Saturday afternoon. You know, you're working at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Well, who, who does that? <laughs> you know, like, who knows? So, for me, it's never, I've never had conventional hours. So then going into conventional hours, I think that's why I struggled. Mm. Right. As well, as it, and so now working again like we work it suits me because that's what I'm used to so a question for you both running a business running a business is different to having a job yeah. what advice do you give people to have a great relationship with their partners whilst running your own business yes so so if you're a business owner most of the people that we know generally have got jobs Mm-hmm. The people that go networking get to meet other business owners. And I think that's what makes us unique so that yeah. we're surrounded by people who are in similar situations. But what's your what's your top tip for people to maintain or improve the relationship with their partner while they're running their own business? Yeah. Communication. Communication, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always like, it, yeah. again, it's that understanding of what it is you're trying to do. I suppose if you're working in your own business, what, what your goals are. If you haven't shared those things and you, your partner has no idea, they're going to then form their own ideas of what you're doing or not doing. And so then that's where the conflict comes. But you never have the conversation as to let them know why you're doing what you're doing. So they could understand that. And then they've never spoken to you about what bothers them about potentially what you're doing and why it's a problem for them. So it's this communication of and then this understanding where you can then work together rather than uh, apart. And so it's not a competition, it's cooperation. Yeah, I was going to say, if, like, so. effective communication is sort of that foundation, isn't it, for any sort of relationship. When people, um, and we've done it in the past, you try and second guess, don't you? Sort of mind read what other people maybe are doing or thinking and that causes a lot of conflict. Yeah. So have the conversations, but not from a, well, I've been doing this yeah. all day and I've been doing that. It's, You're both going to have been doing yeah. something very different. If one of you's in the nine to five and one of you's not, there is two very different ways of working. And it's about respecting having a look at the yeah. differences. Respecting yeah. each other's role or process yeah. that they go through on a, a day-to-day we, basis. We talk about that competition, don't we? Mm. We talk about competition uh, in with couples and it comes up a lot. What if, you know, you had that cooperation instead if one of you is is winning, you both win rather than there's a lot of fear that comes up sometimes with with couples that if one of them is maybe going up the the ladder or whatever or becoming a little bit more successful, the other one feels left behind. Therefore, they're scared. Oh gosh, what if they get promoted? What if they land that brand new client that costs that? How does that make me feel? And it, and it's then that one's fears of maybe well I'm not so great then I'm not doing really well. But actually. The cooperation side of it is, well, my God, that's incredible. If they win, I win as well. Go together with it. Um, and then it, it's amazing. That's where sabotage can come in, can't it? Mm. One partner tries to sabotage or stop the other one from yeah. progressing. And then if you're the one who's progressing, you can't understand why your partner's trying to stop you and not happy yeah. for you. But again, because there's been no conversation, I'm scared if you go do this, that this could happen. And then it's like, well, no, because I want us to go together. Yeah, let's address it. Let's address the fear. Oh, right. Coming with you now. So I think, again, it's just that it's always fear-based for people. Mm -hmm. What if they leave me or what if I'm not useful to them anymore? So 
we always ask people to have that conversation and, and get clear because clarity is another thing we yeah. talk about. If you've both got, if you've got clarity about what your roles are, what you're doing and what you're bringing and which direction you're going in, then you've got much more of a chance than if you're going in separate directions because you never spoke about. Yeah, we were talking about before now as well. Yeah. We all know things change and can change very quickly, don't they? So for now, if one of you is doing what is maybe seen as better, go go with it. It all balances itself out, yeah. I love that. So if communication, it yeah, you just need communication. And for some people... What does that mean? So if there was an agenda, and, and I think that people like simple steps, what kind of stuff should people be talking about? Talk about, so what it, whatever's coming up for you, I think if you can, um, in a relationship, what we say is important, but how we listen is, is also very important. Um, so while we also about that understanding, sharing, listening uh, with each other, so the barriers that come up are when somebody communicates how they feel, the other one takes it personally, they see it as a slight on them, rather than just sitting back and listen, whatever it is that they're trying to say, yeah. let's listen. How can you then, you know, move forward? It's all about what are we working towards rather than, we find working with couples is a lot of the time, they have had past hurt, they have had, you know, been sad in the past through breakups or, anything that they've experienced from any relationship, whether that was with their parents or siblings or family, or we all carry what we've experienced. And it's about, let's have a look at that because anything that you are carrying, you will continually bring it up. I was talking to a lady yesterday who is struggling to meet somebody and her husband, her ex had cheated on her over the, course of seven years so she's been trying to meet someone now for the last two years and she said you know but I and I put my walls up I, I don't trust people very easily now people were suggesting that she carries on going to the dating websites go out and do this and I just suggested that maybe you deal with that deal with the hurt deal with the fear because your walls are going to come up to protect you you've been hurt in the past of course you're going to have a, a, mis a, a trust issue let's deal with that first and then watch what happens so it's about couples having a little look at what are you what have you experienced and what is still sticking around within you that we can work on because watch what happens when you deal with that confidence goes up your self-worth goes up your self-belief goes up as well and if you've got two of you doing that it's incredible yeah i think yeah. it's like you know the scenario one partner comes home from work they've had a hell of a day they might get a beer out of the fridge or a glass of wine sit on the couch and then the other partner's fuming with them for sitting down on the couch because they're like i've had a hell of a day with the kids or whatever mm. and because they've never spoke about it yeah. you just go straight to, and then that's where things all then kick off then because one person might, I just want you to sit down for a minute. And then the other person's like, well, I'd like to sit down as well, but I haven't been able to, but they never knew that. And they never knew that. And so yeah. then you get this, this clash and it could have been avoided with her when you come in. How's your day been? Well, I've had this. Oh, uh, me. And again, without competition. What can we do together yeah. now? Do you need some help with that before yeah. I go sit down on the couch with a glass of wine or a beer? Oh, do you know what? I'd love it if you just help me with this. And then, You've got that understanding, haven't you? And this communication that then it just stops all that, you know. And so it's just it's just like mm -hmm. these little, you know, these little things that we all 
do because we don't speak or we don't communicate effectively, which then causes massive problems later on. So, so we've spoken about this before, about the, the, co- the, not the cost, but there's a monetary amount that you need to invest in coaching, whether it's in relationship coaching or business coaching or some other form of personal development. And some people just see the cost. And, and we, we then take a step back from that. And we've had this conversation recently. What's the, what's the cost of a typical family holiday? For, you know, we're in the summer holidays right now. People will have spent thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds on that summer holiday. And they've been waiting for it since, well, probably <laughs> right now they've been waiting for it for three years. But typically they've been waiting for it since last summer. Yeah. For that two weeks. That for a lot of people, if their relationship's not 100%, they expect it to fix the relationship, we'll go on holiday. And, mm-hmm. and you said this, yeah, we can't afford to work with you two as, you know, to improve our relationship. We've booked a holiday instead. And the holiday is multiple times more than it costs to work with you yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, and yet it's a one-off hit for a, a, you know, a week or two weeks, whereas working with a coach can change the rest yeah. of your life. A, hol- a holiday... And, and you do feel better on holiday. You've removed yourself from the environment that is co- part of associated with your problems, but you still have to come back to it. You've still got to come back to that environment. And I always try and say to people, you're already investing in trying to feel better. You're already doing it, whether that's with food or alcohol or shopping, your holiday. That is you investing in something that is in an, in an attempt to feel better. What we love to say that that is short term. If you invested in coaching, whether it's business or relationships or anything, that is going to have a long term effect on you. Where you you I mean obviously you're still going on holiday. It's lovely to go on holiday, but what are your reasons for going on holiday? Your reasons for going on holiday will change. You will go and you will love to be together on holiday. And you will be okay coming back. We've, everyone talks about the holiday blues, don't they? Oh, I've got to go home. Well, why are you dreading going back? To, why are you dreading going back home? Why is your life not something that you're looking forward to going back to? So you are already investing in things to feel better. Very short-term things. That, I don't know, I was nine and a half stone heavier. I can talk about this very openly. I used to invest in food and alcohol. Did I feel better? No, I was nine and a half stone heavier and it's still incredibly miserable. But in the short term, when you have that glass of wine or two, you are trying. It's your attempt to feel better. It wasn't until I realized that, wow, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to end well if I carry on doing what I'm doing. and need to do something different that I started to get curious and investigate personal development, coaching had coaches myself. I've worked with you, Jay. We were, you know, yeah, yeah. we always are firing stuff back and forth to each other. It's it's great to look somewhere different. If you're not feeling great and still not feeling great from what you're investing in at the minute, have a look at something different. Yeah. You don't have to, but I just get curious about it. I find it quite exciting now. Uh, and we talk about that. It's an investment. So so if it was investing in the stock market, for example, you'd expect to get a return on that investment. Whereas a holiday is an expense. Yeah. So we don't, other than feeling good for a short amount of time, we don't really get anything for it, but we've definitely spent that money. Whereas working, investing in your business and in yourself, you should get something back in return for it. There should be, you know, for example, someone spends a thousand pound, they want a few thousand pound back 
on that investment. And, that, yep. and that's a big thing. And that's looking at your business with an entrepreneurial mindset rather than our old job mentality. And I think people struggle with that transition sometimes. I can't afford to do this. Well, you know, quite often I'll say to people, you can't afford not to. Yeah. 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 There yeah. are some things that are seen as essentials. Got to have a website. Got to have a business. Well, maybe not a business card anymore, but once upon a time we definitely thought we needed. Yeah. So there are some things that are essential. At one point we had to have an office to look and feel the part and we don't feel like we need to do that now. Yeah. But you would expect to get some benefit from it. Yeah. And, and investing in ourselves is like that, isn't it? Whether it's our time, because there's loads, you know, listening to podcasts, it's an investment of our time that you would hope mm-hmm. that someone would learn something from it and take some nuggets away and then go away and apply, apply it in their business. Okay, so talking about then learning and investing in ourselves, what do you wish you'd known before you started out running your own businesses? Oh, mine was definitely that to ask for help and support you cannot do this by yourself. Yeah, you've got to have a you know a group of people that support you that you can go to to ask questions, and it's okay to not know. We're trained as coaches. I am not an accountant. I am not a website builder. As I've realised how much I'm not, but that there are a lot of people out there that can help you out with yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So to ask for support earlier would be what yeah. I would definitely. And then to know that yeah. you're going to need support. <laughs> like you, if you're going to do your own business, you've got a lot of hats that you're probably going to have to wear in the beginning that you're not aware of. Yeah. But if you can outsource those and find someone who loves doing those things and who's better at them than you, then that's what we would definitely, definitely say. So it's not just the thing that you love doing that you want to form your business around that you're going to be doing in the beginning. There's a lot of different um, components. So that's what I would, would say to people. You're not going to be doing just that one thing <laughs> to start with, but you think you, yeah. there's a lot of different components to it. Yeah. Okay. What's the, the best piece of advice that someone's given you? Oh, that's a good one. I think to just be yourself, that mine is, I think when I first started, I was trying to, I was getting distracted by what other people were doing oh my gosh they're doing that and they're doing that now I've got oh I can't combine the both actually when I was just do you know what just be you just be who you are you're not going to get everybody in but you don't want everybody in that you that's impossible you're going to attract the people that are that you will then connect with be able to work with form that relationship with um and be that so yeah just just be yourself yeah. yeah i don't know if anyone's given me the advice as mm. such i think it's things i've discovered from mm. past uh, careers and things like that and it's similar to what naomi just said is a kind of uh, thought about when I became a footballer how did i kind of do that and there were a few components but one of those things was as naomi said to you've got to have that singular focus you can't be looking around at what everyone yeah. else is doing you you have to know which direction you're going in you might it might not be a linear shot to it. It's going to weave and bob and be up and down. That's the that's the thing. But I think to be clear on what you want and focus on that is is very very important. I think try not to compare and get distracted yeah. by what other people are doing. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a great one then. So one you know I work with people and helping them work on their vision, the direction that they're going in. Mm-hmm. 
how how have you found your business at the times where you're not really that clear on where you're going compared to when you have clarity what what's been the difference in your business and the results oh gosh yeah. when i'm not when we're not clear well me personally when i'm not clear oh god like the overwhelm comes in i just want to go and hide hide in bed but when i when we became very focused this is who we're working with this is what we want this is how we want to work then it just it changes you we talk very much about energy we're all always about the energy it changes your energy for you 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 do feel more confident you do know who you're talking to you do know which direction you're going in and as you change it, it people people come doesn't it you get different results then yeah it feels it feels nice as well. It yeah, feels I think calm. clarity brings confidence. You are I think. Happier. I think that's yeah. why we found clarity yeah. brings, and that's in every aspect of life. Yeah. I think not just business. You know, relationships. If you're clear on what you want, where you're going, what you're doing. If you're clear mm-hmm. on who you are right now and what who you want to be and how yeah. you want to act and things, then it's it's always gives you that confidence because there's nothing to veer away from, is there? Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, back to your personal side of things. Um, so where do you guys live at the moment? Well, we're in a little village called Chadsey Corbett, just outside of Kidderminster. Well, we're in the middle of Kidderminster and Bromsgrove in Worcestershire. It's like the Shire, the Lord Shire. of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely place. You know, and, and they're right. Yeah, the 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 community orchard is just a few steps from your house, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lovely place. Um, if you weren't living there, where in the world would you like to live? Oh, I would love to live in Hawaii. <laughs> That's my, yeah, it's very, oh yeah, just Hawaii <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. I like uh, Nevis in the West Indies. That's oh, where yeah. my dad's from. Yeah, and we've been there many times. And there's yeah, I, it's a small island. It's probably about twenty six square miles. It's just yeah. It's, He's gonna. He says we're gonna go, but you've got to go. You've got to fly in on a big plane to where. Antigua. Antigua. And then you've got to get on one of those really little planes. <laughs> <laughs> now, flying is one of my favourite things to do. He's like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, you just squish in. And I'm like, oh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then that leads me on nicely to what other, what other places in the world would you, have you got to visit that you've not been to yet? Oh, do you know, I've never been to America. I've done Canada, I've done Mexico, I've done all South, I've done, but never actually America. Yeah, I've, I've been to Miami before, I've absolutely loved it, but yeah, I'd love to go to San Francisco oh, yeah. and Canada as well for me. I don't know, I've always had an affinity, I don't know why, from being a kid, I've always wanted to go to Canada. So yeah, that would definitely be on my, my list. Yeah. But Hawaii still though, is where I want to go. Yeah, be Hawaii. Says the person who doesn't like flying, it's like the longest flight in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you wish that you'd learnt in school that would have helped you with your business? Oh, well, or business. or even if not in school, as a yeah. younger person, because I think. Yeah. There's a lot more people, you know, if we look at it now, there is more self-employed people now than yeah. there ever has been. And yet school still teaches the same syllabus, pretty much. It does, uh, yeah. That, what what it, do you wish you'd learned when you were younger? Again, I think it, I spoke to my friend about this the other day and we talked about that. We talked about, again, relationships, mm. how to build and maintain. Like, it, it, if one thing you could come out, and that involves communication, does it, and all the other things that we talk about. But for me, and then that, that relationship with yourself, with I yourself, think that's yeah. the fundamental one that yeah. people, I would love kids to 
get to learn about much, much earlier and go to work on. Because the way I think, if you if you learn that at eight and then you go and practice it for eight for 10 years, you're 18, you come out, you're a completely different young adult than mm. what you would be when you're just going to go through the system that you're going through through now. Hopefully be more self-aware. Do you know all these different these, things? Um, the schools, and I know that, you know, they do what they do and they do do a good yeah. job, but it's the, um, we find sometimes our kids come home and, and they've had a certificate for being kind, which is, that's good. But they are constantly taught this seeking of this external validation. So it's like you need somebody to tell you you've been kind. And here's your certificate to tell you you've been kind. What if we taught kids to self-validate? What if we taught them that the feeling you get from being kind is enough? You don't need someone to say, here's a sticker for that. Here's a sticker for that. And I'm all for encouraging them and teach them. But it's then the extra little bit that you could teach them again that relationship with yourself when it comes to friendship groups you're not going to get invited to everybody's party like you're not going to be invited to everybody's party as well and that's okay it's allowing of but and this is the sort of stuff we'd love for kids to learn early early doors it, you know you're going to hear the word no it doesn't mean that you know you're you're a bad person or you're not good enough no is okay as well and what if we taught kids this ability to sort of self-regulate their emotions and be able to think I'm just like we were just talking about earlier I'm okay with myself I'm just doing what I'm doing it's brilliant what other people are doing sometimes I'm going to be involved sometimes I'm not I'll get a great feeling if I'm nice to somebody and that's all I need so it's all it's all that sort of stuff I think schools alongside business stuff doing your tax return that would be a great one (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, money, money as well. Money, like, yeah. teach them a relationship with money. money. I think that would be something that would be... I love people, as we talk sometimes about relationship with money, don't we? That comes up a lot with couples. Uh, what if we taught yeah. people that, you know, money uh, skills as well, saving, investing, all of that. What if people learn that in schools? That would be another good one, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So, so we're coming up towards the end of this now. It just flies by chat with you two. Yeah. Um, so whilst you coach people as relationship coaches i suspect there's a lot of spin-offs from working with you too so somebody might be starting out with their first serious relationship they might be in the middle of a long-term relationship a marriage and it might not be on a scale of one to ten they might score it so if you're listening to this where would you score your relationship right now you know that's a good measuring point at any point on a particular day on a scale of one to ten, where's your relationship at? And ask your partner to do the same, and they might have a different um, perspective and score it differently, higher or lower. Um, but working with you guys will imp- so somebody might come to you to improve their personal relationship. Yeah. I would imagine it spins off in other areas as well. Give me some examples of how people have said to you that by working with you to improve their their relationship with their partner, it's helped other parts of their lives. Yeah, we've had um, people come back to us and say it's improved because their relationship with their partner has improved. It's improved the relationship with their kids. It's allowed them to feel, they just feel differently. So then they get these different results in other areas like work, uh, business, because your, your personal life and your business life, sometimes people separate them. And actually, if you're... If your personal life and your home life is good, 
it's going to have a knock-on effect to everything you are just going to feel better day to day you're going to smile more you're going to greet people in a different way out it it just reduces we find it reduces a lot of stress in other areas of life people relax into it don't they to improve your relationship with your partner then as we said i think right at the beginning you're going to have to improve your relationship with yourself yourself. by doing that you're going to improve every other relationship Mm -hmm. you've got with every other person and thing that's in your life right now so it will that's why the knock-on will come to relationship with kids it might help you to improve your relationship with your friends because you're going to have found something out about yourself that you maybe weren't aware of before and then it might improve your relationship with your parents and your grandparents and um, all kinds of things you know food and alcohol as well food we've had people lose weight on our courses just because they felt like i was saying earlier about that investment they're no longer investing in the quick fix of a bottle of wine a night we've had people do that they're still having a drink but not quite as much and yeah. improve relationships with their jobs they've been able mm-hmm. to say no to create more time to have more family yeah. time to improve relationships with family as well so yeah we had one lady whose teenage son was caught out big time because she got home earlier and he was like what are you doing home mom you never know she's like i've said no to this and this is how it's going to be we're going to spend more time together so which those, was really good he was yeah. fine but he was not expecting her back so by going on that <laughs> journey of improving your relationship with you maybe your closest person in your life your partner you're actually going to change all of your relationships because actually you're going to fundamentally change that relationship with with you which is the person you take into every single relationship you've got and by doing that then as i always say you're going to save a lot of wasted time and you're going to improve the time that you actually have then with with people and that for me is the, the biggest payoff and when we talked about investment at the beginning going away on holiday to feel a certain way. What if you could feel like that every day? Yeah. Just by investing a little bit of money in yourself to change the way that you think, which means yeah. changes the way that you speak and the yeah. way that you feel and then the way that yeah. you act. And then that changes everything. And so that's what we are passionate about is this relationship with yourself ultimately. We change that's... we change up how you, how you think. Because yeah. you can get stuck in patterns of thinking, can't you? And think that there's no other way to. You change how you think, you will create a very different life within the one that you're in. Yeah. I love that. Okay. A question that I'm, it's a consistent one. So what three books would you recommend to people? I always recommend The Slight Edge. Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Uh, The Fifth Agreement. Yes. Yeah, that's a brilliant one. Don Miguel Ruiz, I think is called. That's a great book for people just in terms of, being able to look at it's yourself. an easy read that as well it's lovely uh, power of now is a brilliant one by Eckhart Tolle yeah. that's a great book yeah, yeah really interesting yeah those would be our three yeah okay um and if if people have liked you and I'm sure they will have because you're you're two of my favorite people to chat with each day you're in my phone as fave coaches in the yeah. little group the messenger group that we've got where <laughs> where can people find you online yeah social media we're on uh Instagram, aren't we? Yeah. A couple of accounts. Yours is near yeah. me. Just well, the to, easiest yeah. place to go to is the website. Yeah, actually. All of our links yeah. are on there. Yeah. So it's yeah. just1211it.co.uk. All of the social media links are on, on there. there. Yeah. yeah. And 1to11, is that written? So just spell that out for us. It's just one, the number, number two, T-O-11-number-it.co.uk. Yeah. Wow, thank you very much. I have loved chatting to you too this morning. Um, if um, 
if people want to hear more from you as well, you guys have your own radio show as well, don't they? Don't you? Uh, where where can people find that? Yes, that's on your radio.co.uk, that one. Or our podcasts are all on the website as well. Yeah, I'm trying to keep everything in one place just yes. for my own um, my own sanity. Every, yeah, I try and every, put it all in one place. Every radio show is recorded yeah. as a podcast, a podcast as well. So we've put that onto the website. We've as had well. some great yeah, Wednesdays, so 12 we? till 1 pm, we're on. So yeah, yeah, if people have got a little bit of time, they tune in, they get a bit of entertainment on Philander, have a bicker or two. Um, <laughs> you see that while driving yeah. on the way there. But <laughs> well, hopefully, they'll get something you know educational. Yeah, because that's what I think for us yeah. when we do the show is we want people to have some simple takeaway things that they can do, yeah, point to practice straight away. Nothing that we teach is complicated. It's all it's the most simple things. It's just that you're not just kind of right under your nose. You just don't realize. We always you know. say you're already doing it. We just we just change the direction of yeah. how you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, you have last question for you. There's five little nuggets you share with people that you work with people on in your program, isn't there? Yes. The five, the five C's. Just give us a quick overview of the five C's. Okay. Well, communication we've already spoken about is one, and clarity we already spoke yeah. about. So they're two of them. Yeah. No, like learn how to communicate effectively. Clarity, get clear on, on it, what it is uh, that you want. We talk about commitment as yeah. well. That's the third one. How committed are you to creating this new way of, of being? So that commitment to anything, you're not yeah. going to get anywhere cooperation we spoke about yeah is key um you've got to start to cooperate with the people around you and then connection you put all those together you, all together. you get deeper connections yeah. in your relationships and i think that's the thing that everybody's striving for actually is that connection isn't it to people there's nothing worse than feeling disconnected i think yeah. from people from my own experience it's not it's not been a pleasant experience, but to have that connection, even if it's with yourself and then all those other relationships you have after, that's, I suppose, for me, the real yeah. lesson. So people need life. people, don't yeah. we? We are community-based. So if I, if I was to sum up then, so just, just thinking about some of the things we've talked about here, working on yourself or on your relationship, doesn't everything's interlinked. So it doesn't just impact that one thing. It's It's a whole life improvement that you offer people, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we love watching that transformation. One of the best messages we had from a client was I've learned how to now I can handle stuff. I feel confident to handle yeah. life, really. I think it was actually yeah. it was a big word like life. But she said, I just see things so differently. She says she smiles more, she laughs more, she has more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that, yeah, when it's you so fun. when you see clients have a realization, mm. not because you've told them something or blown the mind, they've realized it because that's what the power is when the person themselves realize yeah it. one of our clients had realized how he was speaking about himself yeah. and he did he hadn't realized until we kind of brought into his attention and then with that one realization he's changed the language and the words that he uses about himself his therefore confidence. his confidence has changed yeah. but he didn't know he was doing it at the time you know and it's those for me that's life changing for someone now because if he can go away and practice those things, he's going to have a very different next 50, 60, 70 years than he would have done if he hadn't have known that. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's what it. it's all about. That's it. And it's, so whilst we're, we're where we're at at this point today, I'm 48 right now. So I'm on the countdown to 50, which I'm excited about. It's a funny thing, isn't it? With these decades become milestones, don't they? Um, and that's how I see them. They're a measuring point for me anyway. 
I've got another good 40 or 50 years left in my head and more, I think, because in 50 years time, we're going to be living well beyond 100. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so invest in yourselves now, whether that's self-improvement, you know, reading it and listening to stuff or, or working with some coaches, but we're only halfway through. Yeah. You know, it's Time. been a little, we've had the L plates on until this point, really. Yeah. yeah. I, we always, we talk about time and how it is the one thing we've all got it, but how much are we wasting? You've got to be very mindful on how you waste time. So how much more time do you want to pass feeling the way you do? I always say, look at where you're at. Where were you? Where are you at? And if it's dropping like this, what are you going to do? What can you do? Yeah. You know, we have we don't know how much time. It's about the quality of your life whilst you're here. Um, whether you've got a week, a month, 10 years, 50 years, the it's the quality of your life. Uh, and it's it's to speed things up a little bit as well because mm -hmm. if you think so i'm 48 now let's say i've got 20 years of being uh, really good health and fitness mm -hmm. you know, up, up until 70 really in my 60s i'm probably not going to be doing some of the things that i'm doing now mm -hmm. and i spoke to someone the other day and if you just go on holiday once a year you've maybe got 20 holidays left yeah look on their face when i said you might only have 20 left yeah. Um, and it depends on the type of holidays that you like to do. But if you want to go and explore things and have more adventures, the physical kind of things, yeah. long haul generally is on people's list. It's physically demanding to do long haul trips. Yeah. But what if you if you grew your business a little bit? And yeah. what if you had two holidays a year or three? Yeah. That could be 40 or 60 holidays left just with some little tweaks in, in their business. Yeah. Um, and their and their attitude towards things in life. So yeah. yeah. And and imagine how good their relationships could be for the next however long they've got left. Yeah. We want people to wake up in the morning excited. What what is the day gonna bring? We always ask people, don't we? Oh, what's your first thoughts in the morning? They're like, oh, another day. <laughs> and we're like, what if it's oh, another day? Same words, different feeling behind it because yeah. of how you're thinking. Yeah. And if they're not sure, they just need to want to 11 it. Just want to 11 it. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. It's that easy. It's that simple. <laughs> just want to 11 it. Yeah. I've loved having you both on. Thank you so much for this. Thank and I hope that people have enjoyed listening to you and follow up and connect with you online. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us on. It's been great.